0: Home edition, and before we hear from our guests, let's find out what happened in the match.
1: Connacht appear to have the wind at their back. There is a kind of a, a light mist of rain coming across the sports ground as well. The throw towards Gavin Thornbury the, in the line five metres from the Toulouse line. This is take three in that regard, as Connacht again try and maul. Toulouse are giving away the penalties. Will they do so again? Will Connick get on the front foot? They're moving towards the line on McCartney. More players need to come in, says Stephen Burns. He's calling the bats in. They're driving towards the line. It's going over the line. They're over the line. with a penalty try. It doesn't matter if they got the touchdown. Luke Pierce is having none of it. He says penalty try. Don't even need a conversion. Connick are in front.
0: 20 minutes gone. Connick leads 7-5 with a conversion to come from Toulouse. It's been all action. Yeah, certainly has.
2: Two men in the bin. It's hard, it's physical. Connacht have had a little bit of dominance, so if Toulouse, it's, it's ebbing and flowing. Toulouse may be like a little bit more dangerous ball in hand, but Connacht have had a couple of good blockdowns where they've managed to drive Toulouse back into their 22. So if we go 7 each, it's probably a fair reflection on where we are. It's exactly what we expected.
0: It certainly is. We'll talk
3: again at halftime.
1: Alton Talan has patched up, but he doesn't look 100%. He'll want half-time just to check that out. But he is a key man in robbing this line-out. Connacht have been superb defensively at line-out time. Can they go up and challenge this one? Toulouse will look to get the perfect line out to set up the maul they've got a clean line out for the first time in this situation, now they're mauling towards the conic line, they look unstoppable they are unstoppable, over the line they go, Toulouse have finally scored their domination in every statistical department in this game now confirmed on the scoreboard they lead
0: Okay, William, that's been a horrible second 20 minutes and Toulouse now lead 14-7
2: Yeah they're well worth it um, Connacht are living off scraps and they've worked really really hard at times but Toulouse have been pretty clinical when they've had a couple of chances driving Maul try there off a line out they look well versed in what they're trying to do, Connacht still aren't in some ways aren't quite at the pace of this game they're not able to dominate in any phase of the pitch they're going to have to start the second half a lot better otherwise this could get away from
0: them quite quickly it could indeed. We'll talk again on 60 Minutes.
1: Just scoops it away to Paddy McAllister and the offload to Bealum is brilliant. Bealum tries to pop it off the ground. Connick forced it there. They didn't need to. Didn't work. Toulouse have turned it over and now, kicking in behind. Bundy Aki's trying to scamper back. Toulouse are chasing this from Ramos Aki's under big pressure. He has to carry it back over his own line. He tries to keep it alive. He pops it up. Matt Healy is going to have to be uh, doing really well to take this outside the try area, and he's done that. And Connacht have done superbly well to save a, a five-meter scrum on their own line. That was vital for Aki because had Toulouse got a five-meter scrum, it's try time. Instead, they're ten meters from their try line. They have a chance to exit first receiver will be either Maximu or Tom McCartney. It's McCartney from Kearns. Connick now need to get a clearance kick and this will be quite an impressive way to get out of trouble, but they have work to do yet. Stephen Kearns going to pass it back into the hands of Jack Cardy. Cardy, blocked down. Toulouse could score a try. It is a try. Cardy's blocked down. Toulouse have scored. Pita may well have put this game beyond reach.
0: Just coming up to 60 minutes, William. Toulouse now lead 21-7. I don't think Connacht have made it into the Toulouse half yet. No, tough 20 minutes. Uh, Toulouse are doing their thing uh, at the
2: pace they want to play it at. Ball's on a plate for them. They've won in all the contact areas. They're just playing the game. It's very simple rugby that they play, and they're very, very accurate at it. And They seem to be just winding this game up to get their four, fourth try at some stage. Connacht look a bit forlorn, a little bit lost they're looking for a bit of magic to keep themselves in it but at the moment we just haven't seen it we
0: certainly haven't we'll talk again on full time
1: at the scrum half out it comes to tornbury connacht trying to finish this game with a flurry last play barring any penalties horwitz flat pass knocked on by toulouse and this could be it Bundyaki gets it out to fayenga is going to try and take on the man smashes into him oh he's dragged towards the touchline. is he in touch no he's not connacht three meters from the line looking for a converted try for a bonus point I think Bucky's knocked that on he has and that is
0: it full time Connacht 7 Toulouse 21 Connacht spent about 8 minutes playing against 13 men and still didn't look like been able to score
2: yeah game was gone at that stage I think but that was that was just it was a decent performance by Toulouse. they did enough they put enough pressure on they always looked in control of what they were doing and Connacht just weren't good enough really um, once they went behind you felt they were never going to get back into this game, there certainly was to be no Gloucester like comeback um, Toulouse certainly did lose a little bit of concentration and Connacht I suppose went for it but not with enough accuracy or real they never got to the pitch of that and overall disappointing way to exit Europe Toulouse looked like one of the sides that could go on and win this competition Um they did very little today, but what they did do, they did it very well, and physicality
0: was just ahead of what Connor could match. It certainly was. Okay, let's hear the after-match interviews. Andy,
2: Europe is complete for Connacht this season in the attempt to get into the quarter-finals. That was a difficult day. What's the, what's the mood in the dressing room?
4: Really flat. Um, yeah, really flat. I think everyone realises that uh, we probably let something slip there. You know, we—I thought we, we worked really hard. I thought uh, we put bodies in front. We we went into collisions well, but just our, our execution and our, our inability to be clinical um, really yeah. hurt us today. And we we definitely let one go.
2: It's probably been an issue for a while, but Connick, when they get to within we we'll ten meters of the opponent's line, seem to become a little bit predictable, a little bit flat and don't ask just somebody don't ask enough questions of the defense
4: yeah and that was it there again today you know we we uh, we have a system but the system um didn't seem to be uh, adhered to and and uh you know it it's been an issue for us because we work so hard to get into those areas so it's it's definitely an area we've got to look at and try and fix
2: you got to lead and you got a, There was a yellow card for Toulouse, but the yellow card for Connacht. They seemed to get a bit panicky when uh, Colby Fanger went off for ten minutes, and that allowed Toulouse to, to, to sort of get back into the game. They upped it a little bit, but Connacht started making a few errors just around that period when when they should maybe have been trying to kick on.
4: Yeah, and that's yeah, you know, that's again, that's probably a, um, off the back of three losses we've just had. Uh, yeah, you get blokes who start to doubt a little bit. One of the big things we talked about this week was belief and having genuine belief, but um, the human mind's an amazing thing. If, it, if, if, if you allow it to, to pose questions and um, not be confident, it will do it for you, and, and that's probably what we saw there. We saw a few blokes maybe just doubting, are we good enough here with 14 blokes? Can we, can we actually do this? Uh, and that's an area we've got to arrest and to sort out pretty damn quickly.
2: Yeah, because I suppose the season, there's a game in Montpellier next week, then there's a nice long gap where everybody can re get themselves going again. But then it's almost like a second season starts in the Pro 14 and there are quite a lot of fixings now that need fixing.
4: Yeah, I think there's probably less than you would think. I think that you know, the most important one there is just getting the confidence back in. You know, that's, that's four losses on the bounce for us there now, so um, that hurts uh, and with every loss... People do start to ask questions a little bit. You know, we've got fatigue bodies, we've got fresh bodies, which came back in today who I thought did very well. Um, but you know, that's for us to try and sort as a collective group, and I'm sure we will.
2: Jack, the European dream for Connacht is over now. They can't qualify for the quarterfinals. Just give me a sense of what the dressing room is like at the moment.
5: Um, yeah, I think it's d- disappointing in the fact that um, the errors that we gave up probably create opportunities for Toulouse. Um, you know, you have to pride yourself on being able to look after the ball. And I think, especially inside there, um, 22, we gave the way ball um, quite cheaply. And, you know, if you do that to a team against a team like that, you know, we turn over the ball and we ended up inside our 22. Um, they get a, a roll on and they end up sco- scoring a mall tries. So it was kind of the story of the evening for us. Um, you know, we had ample opportunity inside their um, red zone and we just didn't... Unf- didn't um, fire a shot just gave away the ball quite cheaply which was disappointing
2: It's frustrating for a side when the execution uh, doesn't happen in those circumstances but I suppose Connacht have had a difficult run of games that's that's four defeats in a row now does it get inside players heads a little bit?
5: Um, yeah look I think the performance probably the last couple of weeks probably haven't been up to, to where we want and um, Obviously the, the games before Christmas um, and then obviously the way for the last two is, you know, you don't want to get into a habit of losing. Um, it's it's It can become a habit, of unfortunately, as, as winning can. So, um, yeah, I suppose we're in a tough place and we've another big, another tough game next week away in France to Montpellier. So um, we just have to, I suppose, stay tight. And I think it's it you have to iron out them errors that we've been having. And, and you know, I think we have to pride ourselves on um, holding on to the ball a bit better because, we put Toulouse under pressure, but then we just released the pressure valve and you know, all the work that you'd done to get into them scoring zones have just been released.
2: You had to take uh, a break on on Ireland minutes there. Did did you find that of benefit? Were you frustrated maybe at the start when you have to do something like that or, or did you feel, yeah, I really need to get this opportunity to uh, sort of regroup?
5: Um, yeah, I suppose initially it was, because um, I probably knew that and probably... Uh, I foresaw that um, the break in two weeks' time was coming, so I kind of was wondering whether I really needed the break, wh- I would have got it then. But, um, look, it was when I was only away that I kind of thought that, it, look, this is the right thing, that I, I needed a bit of a, a break mentally more so than, than physically. And, it, it, look, I was rejuvenated coming back in this week, really looking forward to coming back in, where it may have been a bit stale kind of before that. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm probably going to have another two weeks off um, in two weeks' time. But... Um, I'll just have to have to take that.
2: There is a break coming for Connacht. It's almost like a completely reset season. There's a, there's a long break, and then you're into some very serious Pro 14 games. So, in that time, do you think there'll be a lot of effort made to fix what was going wrong? Maybe this evening, just in terms of of getting, you know, as you say, in the red zone and actually converting it into s- scores
5: uh yeah i suppose we'll have to um you know we spoke down there about our pride of holding on to the ball and the way we gave away the ball so cheaply and you know if you if you look back on the way to ended up scoring their try we turned over the ball and it's close to their 22 they got a mall uh, try from that turnover um then they got a block down try from from our mistake and that's 14 points you know what i mean so um I think it's probably what we're going to have to look at most over the next couple of weeks in terms of rectifying them. And then just, put, you know, we you can see when we kind of, there were glimpses of it out there when we got our skill execution right that we, we put teams under pressure, but I think we just released it too early or too easy.
0: So joining us on the podcast this evening, Niall Shield. That was tough now. Very tough. <laughs> Dave Finn?
6: Yeah, wow.
3: Damn, they're
0: good. And a few stats will come in from Danny Deegan.
7: How's it going,
6: Niall? Well, let's review the match. <laughs> Ask somebody else to review the match. No, it's just shocking. Just terrible, terrible performance. Absolutely so far away from the level that's required here. It's uh, it's it's not funny now.
0: Dave, can you give us any ray of hope?
3: Yeah, we don't play to lose every week. Um... Well, it was. I think, what, I think what, 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 what annoys me about it and this is I'm actually more annoyed about this than I was last week is we weren't we actually could have theoretically we could have done something but if you are going you can't just allow people to rob the ball off you that easily you can't drop the ball because you've been hit by a big guy um, there was intent there was there was uh, spirit, I suppose, but the execution was appalling. And there's no point saying otherwise. We were mentally and physically a yard behind them. And you just... Yeah, there was a lot of guys coming back, but they... I mean, I said, it after, I said it after last week's game. Some guys didn't have to be special. Tonight, and Colby's on the pitch. Doesn't have to be special. Thomas Ramos is on the pitch. Doesn't have to be special. Dupont, who, to be fair, annoyed, has been raving about... Didn't have to be special. Jerome Connoe didn't have to be special, but was. I think their pack was superb. They'll feel annoyed they didn't get four tries. Uh, and if we're going to give out, I thought the worst bit of handling on the pitch was the big lock, drop the ball over the line. <laughs> he
0: did indeed. Anyone in Toulouse excite you, Packy? Because you don't seem to want to talk too much about Connacht. I
3: wonder
6: who. I don't care. He's one of the top nines in the world now, and it's pleasure to watch him play rugby here he is so far ahead of uh, you know anything we've seen over the last while he is so constantly switched on he's just an absolute joy to watch same as Colby they're just like they're just complete joy to watch them if you know notwithstanding they're playing against your team um so that was about the only enjoyable part of the game for me
0: I'm afraid There was an enjoyable bit I'll talk about now in a second, but Danny's going to give us some stats just to show that what we saw did actually happen in stats.
7: Yeah, Connick conceded 23 turnovers over the whole game, uh, compared to 15 for Toulouse. But another one is uh, they conceded eight penalties to to Toulouse 14. So it wasn't that Connick didn't have the chances or the ability to get into the 22. They got in eight times and only scored once. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Difficult to watch it.
0: It was. And one of those penalties that Toulouse gave away saw Uje sent to the sideline. And as he got to the sideline, the crowd were sort of booing him. And then so he shrugs his shoulders. And the crowd booed louder. And he shrugs his shoulders even more. It was hilarious.
6: I was half expecting him to light up his and <laughs> But uh, I actually, I kind of felt sorry for him because... He tried to hold Turner up for as long as he could. <laughs> and dropped
3: him in. We, we, Weirdly, I was I was still mad about the fact that they gave away a penalty on the goal line, with the nut uh, when we were about to one of the few chances we, when we actually looked we might score, and that wasn't a yellow card. Uge has holds turning up for five minutes and then dumps it on his head, and then. Look, I know what the rule says, but I don't think Zach Holmes went to hit Tiernan in the head deliberately and maliciously. And he'll now get three weeks off. He's lucky because I think—well, oh, no, he's French. They're a French team. He'll have—he he'll actually—he'll be one of the few players to get three weeks who actually miss three games.
6: So, the
7: the point on yes, he didn't mean to, but if he's tackling lower, he doesn't hit him in the head. That's what the whole thing is about: no contact with the head. Don't go trying to hit a guy high. Just it's it's so common now.
3: You see guys go Yes, but then you've got the situation where Colby doesn't get a red card because the guy had lowered himself and Tiernan was not upright. You know, if if Tiernan is running back straight and he hits him in the head, then yes, absolutely he should get long he should get the full six weeks. But I just think there has to be I think you have to take that into account. No, again, like going into contact running into
7: contact, the last thing you're gonna do is stand upright. You have to have a little bit of a bend. You don't hit a guy around the shoulders anymore. You hit them in the midsection or lower; it's gone completely. It's like yes, there was the choke tackle; it took away all the offloading, that's why all the guys are hitting high. But now they need, they want to bring it back down. So you have to have guys just better defence.
3: And when all the guys get all the tacklers get knees to the head and hips to the head, we're going to see a change in game.
0: Bad tackle technique is right. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, Connacht didn't look as though they were going to be able to survive in this competition, and. To, you'd have to question the skill levels it's something I start to question a few weeks ago far too many mistakes some of them made without being put under pressure um, you just wonder whether the skills are being practiced
6: hard enough Paki uh, I don't know I mean I can kind of agree with you Alan but when they're beaten up so much in, in a game you know skill levels are as much mental as they are you know physical practice in your technique or whatever so I don't think they're not practicing that, but they have. We have zero with Quinn gone and Ulton is injured now. We there's the power, the power difference we have. We are we're so lacking in power, and it hasn't been it hasn't been addressed since it hasn't been addressed in three years. It's not like it it should have been. We need some. The reason Quinn is was injured is because he's absolutely emptying himself in every game, so he's trying to do the work of two or three men. All the other guys in the pack they, You know they're fine players There's nothing wrong with them But for me The balance is Really so far off Look at our back row it was Colby Jared Butler And Paul Boyle Neither of those are a power player Not one of them Gavin Thornbury is a power play player um, So you know We've Ulton The back five of the pack Ulton is the only guy there Which I'd consider Not that much of a power player Either Like Quinn Was doing all this job on his own Now he's injured And he, he's getting injured a fair bit And it seems to me That these are the reasons Behind these things Granted, we're getting into the 22s uh, fairly well, but then just execution after that is poor. But yeah,
0: but is it is execution down to the fact that we don't seem to be stressing the opposition defence in any way, shape or form? Toulouse seemed to get into place before our attack was in place most of the day.
6: Fair enough, but I think that's as much down to uh, the lack of power as anything, because we're not we're not stressing them at a ruck. When we get into the 22, our ruck speed, there was counting for the crack just uh, rooks. whenever we needed a quick rook ball we never got it and that's pure strength I don't think it's to do with yeah you know. if you're not going forward you're not going to win the game
3: I think there is a balance though and to lose it because I don't think you can be just all strength I don't think you can be just all beautiful hands I think there is a balance and we saw it today because I know, f- I know. Strangest. Well look, I know you hate man of the match decisions, but even that, but that one baffled me because there was at least three players in his the own. there was at least five players in the pack that were better than Farniina who didn't give away penalties at scrum time. By the way, our scrums going really well in this, even in this, in, in this really bad period. Um, well,
0: apart from the one where we lost on the five metre line, nah, three minutes for the end, where they had thirteen men and we decided to take a scrum instead of a line out or possibly even a quick tap. Because at,
3: at that stage nothing was working, so I mean I think I'm not, I'm not that surprised. But what I, what we saw today was you can mix and match. You can have your power guys, but you can't all be power guys. You can have your you can have your your quicker guys and who have great hands and can offload. There needs to be a balance, and I think we are either going. I don't want us to see to go too much where we're just we're a bit. And I'm going to use the phrase given that they won the World Cup, a bit safer. But I do think there is a need for more power because I think I think no other spot in the day, we're not hit, when Quinn is there, he hits rocks and he clears. And both defensively and off- offensively, I thought defensively our pillars went missing a couple of times today. Um, I do think we do need power, but I think there is a balance to be drawn. We don't need to sign, I don't want to see sign five or six guys who are all just muscle, 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 and suddenly we lose our pace at the same time. The current system where we only sign small guys. And let's look at the fact that Colby and Jared and Paul Boyler are back row, and they have been doing... Fine up till now is a testament to the fact how much they how much they are skillful, but against teams like this and we saw it against Munster and we saw it uh, we saw it to a certain degree against Leinster last week, but that was a whole different ball game. Uh, bigger teams just blow us off the ball.
0: They do indeed. So, in order to stay, you know, we're we're in with a decent chance of qualifying for Champions Cup next season. We've got a new season effectively for us starts in February. We've a game next week that doesn't matter. Fe- effectively in February we've got 11 games to finish the season we've got to play uh, conference rivals um, Edinburgh home and away Cardiff home and away we've got an awful lot of say in where we finish at the end of the season it looks like we could have a really good chance of qualifying for the Champions Cup the question is, do we want to? Yeah <laughs> But 100% we- why would you not want to? Qualify because we because because we're we're standing out there. We're looking at teams walking all over us. So we're in bits now because of trying to be competitive in both Pro Fourteen and Champions Cup, and our team are falling apart.
6: Yeah, but it, it, these are all, all all these things they all affect each other. So to sign the the best players that we need to sign, we have to be in this competition. To get people to come in the gate, in this we have to be in this competition. To you know. To make this whole thing viable, this whole project fee- feasible, you know, we have to be in this competition. There, we just have to. That's. I don't. I don't. I can't see any other reason. I, okay, I get what you're saying. In so far as, like last season, maybe it masked our problem because we were in the Challenge Cup. You didn't always have to play your best players, so you were able to, you know, you know, uh, pile up your players for the for the season proper for the plot 14. Would you, we just have to qualify for it. my worry is that now what's going to happen is guys are going to be overextended we're going to get more injuries and we're not going to come back with a, um, a full you know a full 23 or 30 players that we need to see out the season here and that's my huge worry that, that I have for the, for the squad at the minute um, I hope we do but
0: so we need we need a few signings then some big players to come in yeah. Big, physical, and talented players. We're missing the likes of someone like a George Naupu.
3: Yeah, but George, was, when George signed, he wasn't necessarily the biggest player. It wasn't the biggest name. I think, I think, I think. If you're saying we should, should we qualify for the, champ, for the Champions Cup? Of course you could, because otherwise, you're basically saying, well, we're not good. We, we're not good enough to, to compete with the better teams in our own league, and we are. We just, we just. Out of form at the moment through a combination of injuries and individual players just not performing at their own level. I don't, but I think you have to strive. If you go in with the mindset, oh well, maybe it's, we're better off not going to the Champions League. We're going to finish last in our group. The Kings will overtake us. That's a shocking attitude, Dad. I really, I, do, I can't, I can't abide that sort of thing. I know I'm the, the mad lunatic going. We should be trying to win every competition. But we certainly should be trying to qualify as high up the table as we can and qualifying for this. We here's the thing, you're not how much did we learn last year? We learned an awful lot last year from playing the likes of Faf de Clark. And we got blown we did get blown away by power over in Sale. This is a step up. This is, we, know, we now know how far are we, are we away from Toulouse. We're a hell of a long way away. But we're not going to get closer to Toulouse by not playing Toulouse. We're going to get closer to Toulouse and closer to leicester by playing them and of that level. Because otherwise you slip back. And you can look at other sports where that happens and the, when the top teams sail away off into the distance and people aren't trying to compete with them, they fall further and further behind. And I do not want to see Connacht happening. Otherwise we'll have a fantastic stadium, a fantastic support and we'll be playing in the equivalent of the, the beezer Homes League.
0: Yeah, so the stadium is one of those things, and the training facilities that would help people get more people to sign and possibly play here. It was an interesting day on <laughs> uh, yesterday with the announcement because initially the announcement was that Connacht only got ten million, so there was a bit of a you know Twitter went a little bit mad for Connacht fans and certain people going a bit nuts saying that we don't have enough money, and all of a sudden another ten million was found. Interesting day.
6: Down the back of the sofa, it's where I always look. <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, great day. Um, it was tempered by that farce that was uh, with the extra £10 million. Um, There's an awful lot of other issues here. Uh, iPhone cannot understand or believe that there was £10 awarded to the RDS to build on a, a stadium when there's another one less than a half a mile away. I just can't get it. Um, and when the whole west of Ireland is crying out for a stadium, the west and north-west are crying out for a rugby stadium, you know, it's not. Uh, it was only an, announced that there was ten million. I'm just glad the extra ten was done. But if nothing more, it, if it does nothing more, it'll just um, waken everybody's uh, minds up to the fact that you know we will have to fight for everything. And I, it's it's probably a good thing that that that's happened because that's the way uh, it's going to be here from now on.
3: Oh, I couldn't agree more. now. I think no. I still think we are getting 20 million for everything, which is what we asked for. But it's still. Two RDS stands. Um, I think, Niall, as I said on that we are not going to get anything easily. We're going to have to. We're not going to get anything handed to us. We have to work hard. And I think it's a start. I think twenty. I, t- I think twenty million is the minimum we should expect. But it's there. We got hundred percent of what we asked for. Now we've got to use it right.
0: We certainly do. Anyone got any other business before we sign off tonight? Because I think we've talked enough about a game I don't really want to talk about. Any other business, Niall?
6: Yeah, uh, it's all about kind I'm not. Right. I, I've, I've been good. around for a few weeks. I've been away, but um, the issue with the squad for me is the biggest. It's the biggest problem we have here at the minute. We have loads of players. They're good players. They're good lads. We just we are balanced. What we're ta- what David was talking about earlier is uh, seems so far off to me. Um, it hasn't been addressed in a few years. I don't know why it hasn't been addressed in a few years I'm not uh, you know I'm not a level 4 rugby coach but uh, to me it seems that it it should have been and I hope to Christ it's done it's going to be addressed this this season this season coming we certainly have to um, box clever with our signings we're going to have to take punts on guys you know from the southern hemisphere that mightn't have um, the biggest profiles as well but uh, I, I just can't, I can't understand. This, you know how it's left been left this way for so long. Anything for you, Dave? Well,
3: to completely lower the tone. Um, why is the clock for European games at ground level in the middle of the pitch? It was that way. I, I, and if you're going to put one there, can you put one somewhere else? Because I lost a minute today when I didn't realise the clock had stopped, and three, and the, the the touch judge. Uh, a cameraman and at least three players were standing in front of it, lads. I'd have it higher. If you're going to have to put it there, can you put a second one in the corner? So there's two places where you can take your time. If people, I have people in Wales and Switzerland ringing me, going, "Your clock is wrong." Going, "Well, there's a there's a bloody there's a there's a linesman in the way," and I'm going to use the word linesman because they are linesmen because they are men on the line. If they're lineswomen. That's because they're women on the line. They are not touch, they're not assistant officials because they seem to not assist anybody. So get out of the way of the clock if we're not going to move it. And if we're not going to move it, can we get a second one? Because you never know.
0: Well, there is two clocks on this side of the field at either goal line. But that's no use to you that's because it. you can't see them. <laughs> exactly. All right. Danny, do you have any, any other business?
7: Uh, yeah, one, saw a good scheme. They brought in reusable cups for the points. Uh, but the only thing you can see all the signs it says Heineken cup so I hope they keep that for the Pro 14 going forward
0: Indeed yeah reusable cups excellent my only other business was the loudness of the ads for the EPCR because they got turned down for the rest of this stuff but for EPCR ads and for their music it was absolutely deafening it was horrendous and it was the same when we were in Toulouse it was the same uh, when we were the last time we were here EPCR seemed to want to deafen most of the fans that is not the way to create an atmosphere guys the fans are able to do it themselves Okay, we'll have a midweek podcast and then we're off to Montpellier for a bit of a dead rubber
1: loose cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Sad and confused Don't wait until you hear